Hello everyone and welcome to the Sario Dev Show, Engineering IRL, uh, where we go through how to improve as a young engineer and apply the engineering mindset to real life. So, in today's episode, uh, in, this, in today's revision, the topic at hand will be which, how do I pick which discipline of engineering I should study? How do I pick? Um, <clears throat> now, obviously, you may or may not have already picked your strand of engineering at this point, but um, the main ones, really, when you're looking at the main ones, civil, mechanical, electrical, um, uh, computer, networking, software, there's so many, like mechatronics, there's so many areas that you could go to. Um, so the thing is, I found that early on, a lot of people overthink it and they switch between each one. Here's the good thing, okay? You can switch between each one. And in that first year, this is typically, by the way, typically in the first year, there are a whole lot of common subjects, a whole lot of common subjects. And in the first year, as you're building the foundations, you can, you're doing all the foundation subjects, it's not a big loss to switch courses. You might have done one that's a specialty in that subject. I mean, you can, you, that can become an elective. So, that, so at minimum in the first year, you don't worry about it too much. Like, if it's crippling you from deciding or you overthink, like, it doesn't matter from that standpoint. You don't lose too much. Even if you lost a subject worth, you can pick it up in a summer subject. You could pick it up somewhere. It's not a big deal. You may fail something. You have something to pair with it for another semester, you know? <clears throat> now, some more good news is that when you, in, in, the, in the workforce, and what's gonna end up being more important actually is the industry that you work in. So for example, like in the energy in the energy industry, we have engineers of several disciplines. Like, okay, mainly electrical makes sense, but we've got other ones. We've got like systems ones, like myself. You got um, software. We got mechanical engineers. We got chemical engineers. <clears throat> For two reasons. One, you go, oh yeah, I can see how you could have a mechanical engineer because. Um, in that industry, you may have mechanical components. I can see how you have, you know, chemical industry uh, engineers because it's process engineering. True, but um, in addition to that, what I'd say is, a lot of the time when you're starting out, you're you're not getting selected because you might be okay, but typically you're not getting selected because you you from your uni you have the skills that the company needs to solve already. More likely, you're capable of gaining the skills um, that, the, that the company needs for the job that they need you to do. Seriously, you'll be surprised how many times um, when you start out that um, you're, not, you're not in there already solving all their problems. They're not there because they have questions on how to solve problems. They already know they've got engineers already. <clears throat> They're trying to invest in a newer uh, workforce that can help help out the, um, the the more senior engineers and can learn and become future senior engineers and actually know the process. Um, 
And by that point, no one's saying, oh, wait, 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 which, which, which major did you do? Ooh, so you can't do this. Like, that doesn't happen. Typically, they will hire um, with at least a similar field or some base knowledge. And if you find yourself in a situation where everyone is the electrical engineers and you're the odd one out, um, there's a couple things you, I recommend you should do is, one is bolster up as much knowledge as you can where there is that weakness you just don't know. Get some base knowledge. Look at my previous podcast and quickly gain up some base knowledge. <coughs> and um, the other thing is I wouldn't worry too, too much about uh, specifically focusing on a weakness, like a thing that you're not that good at. Um, I would look at the discipline of engineering that you do have and seeing if anything from that field uh, you can bring to the table. That different mindset or that different approach. And it may not be directly to the job. You can't apply... Uh, some you know a, a different law to uh, an electrical circuit doesn't make sense but some of those ways you approach problems from a civil mindset might apply or system or software so that would be the first thing that I say is that they were you, the experience that you gain from working on the job even if there's no specific training, if, you've, if you're working on a job or working on a project, that experience is uh, immensely valuable. And as you progress in your career, then the next project will be, oh, what projects have you done? It will never, almost never be, oh wait, what did you, what did you study or what was your major? That, that, that's not even part of the equation. Once in a while, like, hey, I did my thesis on X and it directly applies to a job, cool, awesome. But everyone knows that's all in theory and not in practice. People want to know what project was completed. Was it successful? Was it not? What did you learn from that project? Things like that. What can we apply here from that previous project? The work that you did and completed, so much more valuable project to project. So as you go through your uni, side note, uh, definitely project work is probably the best, more, more appropriate style of work. There's never an exam, okay? You're not coming into a meeting like, oh, who, who knows the subject matter the most? It's more project mindset, project approach. And guess what? As you study your engineering degree, all of them have this project approach thinking. So this is that common part, that, that main, this is engineering uh, mindset that, that is uh, valuable cross, cross discipline. The other thing I'll tell you is that cross discipline is beginning to happen. <coughs> it's beginning to happen so if you do one field um, you have to gain skills in the other fields it's happening to the senior engineers that are very very deep seated in their in their field but we're in a very interesting time because if you think about it the way technology is changing the way that AI is coming and all the new dig- it's going so digital if every- the more everything comes to digital the faster goes and the faster it changes and that's just a fact so if you're doing something that will be replaced replaced by robots or AI can do better then obviously for that industry rapid change is coming you really got to think about it now let's say if you do if you're if you let's bring it back a little bit if you're thinking about doing you're going I don't know do I want to be civil? like I want to be some sort of engineer I don't know what do I want to be civil engineer <clears throat> There's a couple of things you can do to go through that process. Um, one, and this may not be as easy or accessible, but one is to look at 
Um, so for the field of engineering, they typically target certain industries. And then you have to try to understand what's the role of an engineer in that industry. And now that's not an easy question to answer because if you ask an engineer what they do, it's like, hey, we build, design, whatever. It's not always, um, it's not as clear as like, so what am I actually doing? Do I, what, what do I do? Do I type documents? Is that what happens? So I go in the field and look through, you know, surveying equipment looking at big plans and drawings. If I'm in civil and architecture, architects design the buildings, what am I designing in buildings as an engineer? What's my day-to-day? -day? Now, a lot of people choose civil because that's one of the, it's a very easy way, uh, it's very, it's a bit more tangible. It's physical of what, they, what they're doing. Hey, hey, look, here's a bridge. They design it. Bridge is tangible, you can feel it, you can see it can understand that oh, each layer you can physically look at and go, okay this needs to be designed okay this needs to be designed you know they look at the weight like how much weight how many cars can fit on that bridge at any one time so where should they put the supports in the bridge across it what materials suspension like how do we how do we manage all the stresses and strains that a bridge needs to endure and how do we make it safe enough like how how much safety do you have to consider like could could we fit double the amount of cars if we needed triple what if all the cars were uh trucks full of cars you know they're towing like 10 cars on one truck and each of those are trucks do we need to make it that safe how much more does that cost all these sort of things cool easy to 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 kind of uh measure for you um but i would say that when you're considering do i want to be a civil engineer you can you can consider what that you get some some outside work you should try to reach out like so there's private sector civil engineers and this is for all engineering there's private and there's uh, government you can get an idea of what the engineers do by looking at the uh, government job like look at what jobs are available and look at their job descriptions so half the re well the reason why you're actually studying engineering is to land a job so you could look at the course curriculum so that's the first way you look at the course you see what they teach you and what they're saying they're about the second is i would look at the job market for civil engineering and see all the different types that are available and i wouldn't do it once i would do it over a month or even a few like you go to seek seek.com or whatever your job search site is in your country and you sign up for certain types of engineers and you get the email <coughs> And you automate it so it comes and emails you the types of jobs that are coming up because in one month it may, it's it's project based so what happens in one month might have nothing to do with the next month the type of jobs coming up so that's how i would say to get a feel for the industry and what what kind of jobs are coming up what kind of jobs are coming even if you're in uni you can start looking at this now and do exactly what i'm saying and then decide uh, i kind of want to work on this stuff see so i was saying earlier that it doesn't specifically matter like you can change disciplines um, relatively easy but i would say if you have the opportunity opportunity to pick the engineering that seems like it gives you the right skill set so you can pick your starting town your starting uh, engineering company um, somewhere closer to where you want to be already that's great then obviously pick what's closer to what you want to do <clears throat> i'll say it gets a little bit cloudier because now 
so that's civil. Now you look at electrical engineering, for example. A lot of people like electrical engineering because you look at the you look at what they do and the scope that they do. Awesome, very cool, very hard, very complex. And half the reason, or one of the reasons, is you can't see electricity. You know, then uh, yeah, the lightning bolts. Cool, 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 cool. What I mean is, it's it's so much less tangible. What uh, uh, tangible about what? Like physically tangible about what the behavior is gonna be of electricity. You compare it, you know, here's the water and out, like there's so many analogies, sure, but it isn't like it has to be built off like three or four analogies. There is no a bridge is kind of like stuff going across it, something else, like connecting to like the bridge is the bridge. You can look at it and that's it is what it is, but electricity, you look at what a circuit, what is that? What's it gonna do? like water so if I angle the floor the water will go down no it's not there's there's analogies required to understand the behaviors and a whole lot of math and a whole lot of laws um, so it's not as clear and that's why I say um, that's what adds a lot of the complexity to it and obviously the implications the dangers like you know not you can have a wire not all wires are made the same. The wire could look exactly the same. One would be super safe to touch and one be, would be super dangerous to touch. A bridge, if it fell on you, like, you know, underneath it is where the danger is of it. Fall, like, it could fall on you. If you're on it and it breaks, you could fall down. The, the, the edge is where you could fall off the edge. Cool, put a fence. Like, it's very clear where the risks and the dangers are in comparison with electrical risks. Usually the defense is, you know, there's a sign saying this has got 11,000 volts. Cool, there's a big danger sign, but on a bridge, there's no, there might be for different reasons. We can go through this in a future podcast, but the danger of this is a high cliff, like, does it need to be there? You can see the cliff, okay? <clears throat> anyway, so electrical engineering, then you, here's where it gets really, it's just getting really, really because there's the electrical engineering field and then there's where it goes into more smaller electronics and that crosses to mechatronics and then that crosses with mechanical engineering and then on top of that the whole mechatronics um, robotics kind of field starts mixing with your embedded uh, embedded projects so your computer engineering then that crosses over with your software engineering doing pure applications um, and the thing is, all of the disciplines, you can spend a lot of time thinking about each one. <clears throat> they do cross over a lot. Um, what I would say is, okay, so maybe I'll focus on what, how I chose to do computer engineering and, and uh, why I was fascinated more with embedded, uh, embedded applications than other things. <clears throat> is because what I like to do is make make shit do shit like that's pretty much what I like to do make stuff do stuff I'll be able to write a little bit of things and then you can control a physical thing to, to take action that to me is the that to me is really cool um, the thing is that early on I didn't know exactly that's what I liked because 
it was it was only through doing the subjects and getting some experience and um, doing through, uh, going through some internships that I that I realized that actually this is the part of the equation that I liked. I didn't know exactly what I liked. Like I do a lot of programming now and on the side because, um, for example, I do uh, develop apps on the side a fair amount because I still get that make stuff do stuff thing. But at the same time, the end device that I'm creating is so, so much easier because you just set, reset it. There is no hardware. It's super easy. And for a side hobby, then it's easier to just jump back into and take with me. So if I'm out or if I'm on site, or if I'm on, you know, somewhere else, I don't need the whole hardware kit with me. As long as I've got like the laptop with the internet connection or even without it, I can, I can develop the, I can develop my app as I want. Now, the thing is that where I work now is, it's not like I'm programming those type of like TLC type controllers. They, they are there in the equation, but I'm not doing that job. I'm not programming um, specific, uh, I'm not in, uh, programming embedded applications. So then it's like, well, then you're not even doing what you want. Well, I found a lot of interest in the things that I do do as well. And that's the thing. Your your interest as you go through your career might change. So again, it doesn't even matter what I studied. What matters is what I continue to learn and gain experience on. And then any other gaps, hobby-wise, I just fill it in. You, When you're choosing which... Um, specialty the funny thing is is that it becomes clearer as you get later into the game all the specialized subjects either you're gonna start really going okay this is a lot better than the early days when it was generic bullcrap stuff and if you have that feeling then cool you're on the right track you're gonna repeat that process once you get into the workforce because what you do there may not be exactly the thing that you thought you were gonna do even though you studied it so there's going to be multiple times where you face, is this the right discipline? Is this the right? Because you as an electric, electrical engineer, or as a systems, or as a software, can pick the industry. The industry changes the equation completely. Like the same engineer in, a, uh, in aviation, aerospace, control systems, in power, in energy, in manufacturing, like all changes what you do day to day or what you focus on more day to day. The job's completely different. The industry is different. There's a lot of similarities and things you can take and experience you can take across, but it changes the equation along with how your degree changes, you know, your, your focus changes the equation. And the thing is, you're going to be adding these layers upon layers because, as I said, as you go through your projects, that's changing the equation as well. That's changing what you have experience in and it's changing the type of work that you're doing as the same type of engineer. In a lot of companies, you will get the generic term of that industry, engineer as an engineer. For example, project engineering. Project engineering, so if you've done um, the earlier steps that I said where you started looking out for jobs that are in the engineering field, you will see a whole lot of project engineers what the hell does that mean? You work on projects, cool. Like, where's that subject? Where's that, where's that field? 
project engineering doesn't exist. There is no engineering discipline that you study called project engineering. It means you work on the projects and you're doing project execution. That's what it means. And each project changes. Obviously within the same company they may focus on the same types of projects, but that's the whole beauty of project engineering. The project is what dictates everything. And if you get to be part of the design and the development and you know the maintenance, the full loop, project loop, project cycle, to me that's some of the coolest work. You get to you get the opportunity to put pen to paper in the design phase, see that through as that evolves into the final thing where you where you're looking at the thing that was first on paper is now physically in front of you and doing the job. Very cool. Very cool achievement as an engineer. So bringing it all back, you can see that it matters, but it really doesn't. Okay, so if you're sitting there struggling, like, well, that didn't help me choose it. Well, maybe it's, you know, I didn't say, hey, study this type because that's the future. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is it should be liberating for you to start just uh, exploring the one that you're in and then expanding and realizing what you like about it and then looking at the job market that there is about it. Now, a bonus note, I'll add one thing. I've been having an interesting conversation. Even looking at um, the UTS curriculum, um, at UTS, you have all your normal uh, FEIT subjects, like your engineering disciplines. There is a whole slew of new course curriculum built around um, innovations, latest tech, prototyping, all the kind of design to here's my product startup mindset style thing and it's something really cool that you should look into because and like even I as a full-fledged engineer now would look into is because it's got the um, it's got the rapid style of tech innovation that is occurring right now and a lot of classical engineering subject types struggle with that and that's understandable because a lot of classic engineering big companies struggle with that as well. It's rapid startup change, everything's more waterfalling methods, slower, and, and, and for a reason, you learn the reasons, there's reasons why. But this rapid innovation style, completely different. If you're in this transition phase now, maybe you're a bit more of a senior engineer, uh, maybe you're already an engineer, and you're trying to get this new you know, mindset across, it's a long, long battle. You've got an interesting and unique challenge now. In, let's say in five to 10 years, all of it, there'll be a whole lot more of this rapid change uh, style of technology development and innovation. It's going to increase. And it'll be clear. It'll be clear the approach for those engineers in the future. For us, um, currently in the engineering field, it's going through a transition. Um, and so if you're new right now in the engineering field, knowing that, it still means that you need to look back on some of the earlier podcasts and listen to the to how to learn quickly, how to, um, how to adapt, and learn that it's all about continuously learning, changing it up, understanding other approaches 
to project management, agile processes, start learning some of that. Um, it's all about the versatility and the variety comes that comes with engineering. Now that's great news because some engineering disciplines trick you. They sound amazing on paper. You know, weapon systems engineer. What's your day to day? You look at lines of text that describe the weapon. You look at other lines of text that describe what's allowed or not allowed and you cross-reference it and you overlay it and you compare it to other system specifications and requirement specifications and you analyze and you look and you say yes allowed and you're never allowed to see the thing <laughs> not exactly what you thought you'd be doing day to day <clears throat> there's so many fields out there that and with engineering changing that that changes that equation and you even if you start that direction can change industry but you have the same skill set apply and it changes the game completely for you so like usual hopefully you gain some sort of value you can take some of this information and put it into your own engine decide hey this is for me because i'm starting to find interest in the subjects that i'm doing um, or hey this is not for me because now that i've actually done the subjects ugh, i'm still got that same weird feeling from the beginning also know that you can get through it and even if you're not exactly studied the type that you want you have another reset button when you're selecting industry industry at the beginning they just want a qualified as an engineer or equivalent but here's the stuff that i do know here's my interview questions here's what i'm good at here's how i fit your culture boom they train you on the job boom you learn things nothing to do with what you've studied and everything's going to be all good all right, so I'll leave you with that. Until next time, um, we'll do another one, hopefully shortly soon. And like always, if you have any sort of feedback or there's questions that you want to um, have answered, just head over to sariodev.com and you can contact me there. Thanks.